The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante on a pizza Friday in which the Yankees have made their contract decisions for Zach Britton, Brett Gardner, and yes, Jay Happ, the crafty lefty who for some reason was on this team for like two and a half years. This is going to be a big one, too. We're going to be talking Hap's uh, contract as well as Britain's option and Gardner's deal. And then we're going to throw it to a Yankee legend, a 2009 world champion. We've got Mark Teixeira speaking with Fansided in an exclusive interview where he touches on the Yanks offseason plans, what we're going to see from them moving forward, how disgusting it is that Alex Cora and A.J. Hinch are about to be managers again. And that is courtesy of his relationship with Depend. So we really do thank them for bringing Mark to share to us. We're excited to bring you that interview. Uh, but Thomas, there's big news first. Uh, before we get too deep here, we got to celebrate. Zach Britton is, is, uh, is unexpectedly back. He's, he's staying. He's sticking around. Thank goodness. This was something that everybody was worried about. You didn't want to see him go based on how good he's been since we've acquired him from the Orioles. Kind of would have been stupid for the Yankees to reject his option and then have him potentially test free agency because then that would have meant his 2021 uh, contract uh, year of the contract would have turned into a player option, which he probably would have declined to seek multiple years. But this is still a good deal. Two years, 27 mil. He's been, he can, he's a hybrid guy. He can close games when we need him to. He's a lefty, which is crucial. Um, and hey, who knows? This could be the first step in jettisoning uh, Aroldis Chapman if they can figure that out this offseason. I doubt they will, but nonetheless, we'll still have two lefties anchoring the back of the bullpen. 
And that's pretty much, that's been our bread and butter. When Chapman's able to close games, it works out pretty damn well. So glad they didn't regress here and say no and then have to go after some other cheaper option that wouldn't be as effective in free agency. Now we're locked down for the next two years with somebody reliable in the back end of the bullpen. I love it. I love. How, I mean, how can you not love it, first of all? But, like, most importantly, I think, you know, we, we've all cycled through the many options that could have been in play with this Britain deal. Like, I, I don't think most of us knew that his 2022 status – was going to determine his 2021 status until the Yankees were on the verge of losing the DS this year or already out. And then it was like, Oh, great. So, so Britain's gone too. The only reliever I believe in on a daily basis. That's awesome. Hmm. Uh, but I, I think, you know, most of us sort of expected the Yankees to tighten their purse strings this off season uh, with a lot of things in play and irons in the fire and Tanaka and Brett Garner and DJ LeMahieu, you know, all up for grabs. And I think, you know, when you get down to it, I don't think a lot of us expected them to make a 2022 commitment to Britain with 2021 still, you know, questionable for a lot of people. Um, and so then if they had declined that second year, that would have turned the 2021 option into a player option. And I think we all sort of assumed that Britain would be able to get more security in an open market and would decline that player option. But then it's like, you know, you see stuff like Brad Hand getting, you know, sent into the ether and, and put on waivers by the Indians. And you start to think, you know, are there going to be like, instead of like seven or eight teams that spend this offseason in like the messed up baseball world that we live in, are there going to be legit zero? Are, are no teams going to spend this offseason except for the top team, like the Steve Cohen Mets? Obviously, they're going to probably spend on people. But are we really at the point where, you know, hand like hand one year for 10 million dollars isn't worth it to the Indians anymore who are you know a borderline contender so then you start thinking you know maybe Britain is just going to opt in for the one year if he doesn't get the second year guaranteed uh so when he tweeted the Statue of Liberty emoji I still was kind of like I wonder if this is you know an option decline and a one-year opt-in you know it's it's fun to drop emojis like that but it's not that enthusiastic so we're not like you know Britain's not like there are no exclamation points so we don't know if he's yeah. here for one year a couple of years where he's just sort of resigned to being in New York and being like Statue of Liberty, I'm here, uh, but I'm not pumped. You know, who knows? Hmm. Uh, but uh, yet yeah, it's the whole thing, which kind of makes you think that a DJ LeMahieu contract extension is, I don't know if this changed your view on that, but it made me think it's more likely. I don't know where you are now. I think so too. I think that this shows that the Yankees, if they're going to do anything, they're going to prioritize the guys in-house that they need to keep and they're probably not going to go crazy in free agency. This seems to me that – because I thought that there was an outside chance that they declined Britain's option and they bank on him opting out of 2021 with his player option, and then – Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Having that leftover money to spend on DJ, as we saw the reports about them potentially not being able to keep both of them, but this tells me now that if they're going to spend $27 million on a reliever for the next two years, I think that they're just going to bite the bullet and spend where they have to with their best offensive player. I don't think they have a choice. 
but I think that also does limit them in regular free agency. And that was the problem coming into this whole thing. You knew that they had a lot of things to take care of with their own impending free agents. They had a lot of other things to straighten out in terms of the roster. They had, a, you know, a lot of guys, depth guys that they thought would step up that aren't. So I think you see D- DJ LeMahieu come back. I still think we possibly see Tanaka or Paxton come back. And then any other heavy lifting, I think maybe they could sneak a Brad Hand in there if they get a good deal based on, you know, whatever he's willing to sign. Maybe he's willing to sign a three-year deal in like the auto range. I don't know. I think that would be worth it for the Yankees. That'd be someone that you can have that can, you know, kind of do it all, the jack of all trades in the back of the bullpen. But I don't see any anything big on the spending front. If anything else, it's going to be Cashman doing his usual wizardry on the trade market. I don't know what that's going to entail. You know, we talked about those those sexy salary matching trades. That, that could be fun in, in some capacity if they don't want to inherit any more money on the books. But I think this is a good sign, bottom line. That's the thing. I, I mean, you could easily, you know, talk yourself into a world where, you, I mean, I guess we're only talked into it because people were spreading the narrative of Britain or LeMahieu. But we kind of thought that, I mean, it made sense. If, if you're trying to cut salary and you're trying to bolster other areas of the team and you've got this expensive reliever and expensive middle infielder to clogged zones for the Yanks, like it, it would make sense that they wouldn't theoretically spend on both. But I don't think you make the decision on Britain so quickly and so willingly pick up the extra year just to remove that from the equation entirely if you don't also think you have the money for LeMahieu. Like, obviously, this was the deadline. So it's not yeah. like you could set their own time frame here. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, you don't just effortlessly commit to extra payroll in 2022 if you're not also confident that you can make the LeMahieu deal work, which is what, you know, makes me enthusiastic about the offseason. Um, and both parties know how important LeMahieu is. It's always been a question of money uh, alone. Like, there, there's no fit question. Only the craziest people are talking about trading Luke Voigt and Gio Urshela now to make sure LeMahieu has room or whatnot. It's always just been about how, can the dollars and cents match up. And now it does seem like the Yankees are, you know, are they going to go on a spending spree this offseason? No. And, and there aren't really people to spend spree-level money on. But at a certain point, it went from the Yankees need to spend like crazy to the Yankees just need to find a way to pay the guys who have to be on this team before they even start filling out the rest of the roster and the depth pieces and and try to figure out some interesting trade fits. And so the fact that they were so willing to go another year on Britain without even really thinking about it makes me think that they're probably going to go ahead and do the making thing. This sort of reminds me of the Aroldis Chapman contract last year, honestly, Mm -hmm. where all of us were kind of like, you know, was this the end of Chapman and pinstripes? Oh, not only is it not the end of Chapman and pinstripes, but we just threw some extra years onto the end of his thing. So we're sort of prejudging the Yankees for these moves that are sort of essential that we felt like they wouldn't make. And the fact that they made the Britain one, uh, you know, to the fullest extent does, you know, speak volumes to me about where they are. And hopefully it means that LeMahieu returns and maybe Tanaka or Paxton return and then maybe just another uh, depth piece or two in the rotation or on the bench uh, prior to these sort of trades we're talking about. Um, now, we do need to celebrate the departure of Jay Hat this morning. Uh, and Brett Gardner is gone for now as well. You know, it's, it's hard to make a final judgment on that because you have to think Gardner comes back uh, for cheaper money just because that's what happens constantly. And $10 million for a year of Gardner is just way too much at this point. That's crazy. Um, but it costs $2.5 million to bail him out, too. 
Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got to think that they come to a conclusion closer to four mil, maybe five, like to just lock him down for the full year instead of paying him 2.5 mil to go away. Uh, but the half thing, uh, I mean, he's gone, like 99% gone. An arbiter could theoretically uh, get mad at the Yankees for declining the, the half team option. Apparently there was a team option and a vesting option. So the, if the option had vested, then obviously they owe him all this money. Uh, but then since it didn't, it converted and became a team option. And then they obviously turned down $17 million for a five starter with a four and a half ERA because you don't want that ever, uh, especially not in, in pandemic baseball. So uh, I, I think he's gone. I think that's it. He should be gone. Uh, surprise to all of us. We didn't know that there was a team option. We always thought it was a vesting option. We thought he'd be, he'd be out of town the second the season ended. But then Mark Feinstein tweeted that the other day saying that the Yankees have to make a decision on his $17 million team option for 2021. We were like, what the hell? What's going on? Fucking trick or treat. Um, so, and man, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the trading for half was smart because we needed depth in the rotation at the time. But this was just another scenario of like, what is the Yankees front office doing? I just need to say this real quick because you know what you're getting out of this guy. I know he went 7-0 and with a 2.69 ERA in those 11 starts in the second half of 2018. But this is a guy who's a perennial four ERA pitcher. And you got exactly that, probably if not a little bit worse, over the last two years. And you gave him a two-year $34 million deal, which could have turned into a three-year $48 million deal. And we passed on Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel, Charlie Morton, Michael Brantley, and Nelson Cruz in free agency. Like, any of those guys would have been just as expensive on a, on a yearly basis, not length of contract. I know, obviously um, – I think Keiko got the same deal as Hap, to be honest with you, except his third year was guaranteed. It was like a difference of four or five million. Charlie Morton obviously got the got a two year thirty million dollar deal and he had a he somehow the Rays got away with giving him a team option for this year. I didn't know that. He's got a fifteen million dollar team option for twenty twenty one. Um those two options would have went I mean, and you know, you pay six years hundred forty million for Corbin, okay, whatever. But guess what? You know, you could still afford Garrett Cole in this scenario. They still paid $324 million for Garrett Cole. What is an extra, you know, $2 million for Patrick Corbin on an annual basis going to do? It's not going to hamstring this team at all. So I think that was just such a dumb move. And then you get the fans all hyped because you think that, you know, this deal is going to pay off. And it's like, look at his body of work. He's a soft-throwing lefty. He, it's, it's, he's a four-point-like two ERA pitcher. That's just what he is. And then everyone gets mad when he has a blow-up year and stinks and then, you know, isn't reliable and starts that you want him to be in. And that's just not the guy that he is. So it was both a misleading deal by the front office and kind of a short-sighted deal, thinking that I guess they would get a shorter-term pact with him and not have to spend longer-term with these other guys. Or maybe they thought Keiko and Morton would be a lot more expensive than they were. But bad deal. Part of the reason we're set back a little bit right now and but uh, you know this chapter being over is exactly what I think Yankee fans needed it was just kind of this insane thing where at the end of 2018 like Hap was their number one starter in like August and September and it was like okay you know it, we, we trade all those assets for Hap and now he's just going right into free agency like yeah what is Cashman doing like we have to lock down this rotation somehow and so instead of like looking a little larger and just widening the scope the smallest amount and signing Charlie Morton to an equally cheap, if not a little bit cheaper contract, 
or you know going all out for uh you know a fellow like uh patrick corbin who you know you, you have to admit was a <laughs> was a better pitcher in 2019 and would be a better pitcher if you were still on the yankees roster and would He's only six years younger part. too that's the biggest part so much younger and so much more talented and the stuff is better and and so the yankees kind of were just like you know what would the rotation we just had look like without jay hap it'd be terrible so we can't let jay hap get away and i think even a lot of us were kind of upset at the time being like what will this rotation look like without jay hap uh, and it turns out all the people who cited his declining spin rate and his fastball has never been worse than it is now and all the trending things that sort of make Hap look like a, a terrible commodity for, for 2019 and beyond. Those people were obviously correct. This was sort of this Brian Cashman panic move, trying to get a, a cheaper option um, while still making sure that there were enough people to fill out the rotation. Obviously, Cole wasn't there. Obviously, you know, we didn't know Jordan Montgomery was going to be coming. He had Tommy John surgery early in 2019. And we didn't know Domingo Herman was going to exist. And it kind of felt like Hap was a necessity. Uh, ultimately, he was not. And we paid the price. And uh, a brutal tenure that turned bad when his hand was shaking on the mound at Fenway Park in game one of the ALDS in 2018 is now over. So best of luck to Jay Hap. Uh, we will never see you again, unfortunately. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's Mark Teixeira. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. We are now happy to bring you an exclusive interview with fan-sided's Mark Harmon and Yankees legend and 09 World Series champion, Mark Teixeira, courtesy of Depend, Teixeira. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Is going to be talking about uh, a couple things that feel a little bit outdated uh, because this was recorded before the World Series finished. Uh, so there's a little bit of World Series talk, but we assure you he is mostly talking about DJ LeMayhew, the Yankees' financial bind, and uh, how gross it is that A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora are about to be back in the dugout just shortly after their suspensions for blatant cheating. So without further ado, we welcome Mark Teixeira. One of the greatest switch hitters in the history of the game, World Series champion, baseball analyst extraordinaire, Mark Teixeira. Great to talk to you. Working today and partnering with Depend on its Stand Strong for Men's Health campaign, uh, which is designed to destigmatize male incontinence. And I know this is super important to you, Mark, because uh, it impacted your grandfather who used to come and see you play. Why don't we just start at the top here with who you're working with today and why it was so important to you? I'm really proud to partner with Depend and the Prostate Cancer Foundation because you know, some people don't, don't know that one in nine men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And this is an issue that so many men will face, whether themselves or, or family members. And, you know, we really do have to uh, destigmatize the issue of incontinence and, and men asking for help. And so I, I just think it's a, it's a great initiative, and the Stand Strong for Men's Health campaign is, uh, is great, especially considering November is, is Men's Health Awareness Month. For sure. Get out there, see your doctor. People don't like to do that, Mark Desherry. Do you like going to the doctor? I don't think anybody does. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, we, we, we joke about men being, being proud too much, and I think this is one of those issues that you, know, you need to break down that um, – you know, those, those issues and those barriers and, and make sure that you're you're asking for help when you need it. I'm thinking about just a baseball clubhouse around guys asking for help, and it's becoming, and this is a little bit of a left turn here, but 
you know, there's a lot of pressure to perform every single day throughout a baseball season, and it's becoming more and more prevalent that teams are trying to give their players extra support off the field to handle the mental side. Did, was there any help for you along that route when you were out there, Mark, like just dealing with the, da- the daily grind? Absolutely there was. You know, we, we had, when I was a, a rookie in Texas, we had a great mental health coach or mental conditioning coach, whatever you wanted to call him. But, um, you know, he worked for, for us and the Mavericks. Uh, I came up with the Texas Rangers. And I think when you play a game every single day, and, and listen, as a kid, we were always the best player on our team. We always had a ton of success. I mean, yeah, I hit over 400 in college, right? This, this game's easy. <laughs> as soon as you get to the major leagues and realize how difficult it is and, and how many great players are out there, you, you start worrying about – Hey, am I ever going to be able to do this? Is this something that I can can get through? Because there's so many great players, and mentally, if you're not completely sharp on your game, it's very difficult to perform. Yeah, and I look at the World Series, and I look at Clayton Kershaw, and here's a guy. I'm, I'm not exactly sure if you think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer or not, but either way, he, he's going into the Hall of Fame, and yet in the postseason. He's had some moments, uh, you know, maybe even until this year, a postseason career that he, you know, would regret. And here's one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the game, certainly from the left-handed side. And, you know, that's, it's a, it, even for the best of the best, I think, is the point here, that it's, it's a challenge to time this game. The game is hard. Listen, I think Clayton Kershaw absolutely is a first ballot Hall of Famer. This, this guy has proven it over and over again during the regular season. And I think finally we're starting to figure out that, there are anomalies in the postseason. It's, it's, a, it's a small sample size. And mentally, I've been so proud of, of Clayton, just you know, watching him stay strong, you know, making sure that he's, he's um, you know, not buying into all of the, the negativity that surrounds him. And I think mentally, he's been one of those guys that's been at the top of his game. Even if he hasn't had the, the most success during the playoffs, he's kind of fought through it. We saw what he did in game five. Uh, you know, this guy's a stud. What grade are you giving Dave Roberts in this series, Mark? I would give Dave Roberts an A. And, and, and the reason being is that, listen, you, you have so much media attention. You've lost two World Series in the last three years. And here's a guy who has not wavered, has not pointed fingers, has not tried to shift any type of blame. And I, I think Dave Roberts has done a great job. He's put his team in position to win a World Series you know, they're up 3-2 uh, in, in this one. Three-time All-Star World Series champion, the five-time Gold Glove winner, Mark Teixeira here. Let's look to the future here as far as managers go. And in Chicago, there's an opening, and the two names that are being put out there the most here, Mark, are A.J. Hinch and Tony Larusa. And Alex Cora is rumored to be going back to Boston. At least that's out there. Would you have any problem with Hinch and Cora managing again? I would not. People make mistakes. Uh, they have they have done the time. They've been punished, and I'm, I'm a big believer in second in second chances. I really am. And these guys, listen, they're they're good managers. Did they make mistakes? Absolutely. Have they learned from their mistakes? I'm sure they have. So, I think as long as Major League Baseball lifts the suspension and and says that that you you've done your time, uh, I would have no problem seeing them manage again. Do you think players will look at him like, hey, man, let's say you were competing against the Astros that year, and I don't know, you were a pitcher that got banged around when, and, and you were very aware that they knew exactly what was coming. 
you don't think that'll have any impact on a guy who's like who's perhaps playing for him? Uh, you know what? That's that's a really good question. I do think those issues will be there, and and if teams decide to rehire Alex Cora or or AJ Hinch, that's a conversation the very first day of spring training that you need to have. You need to have that with your team. You need to get it out, get it out there, and. I think it's it's very similar to some of the conversations that players had about steroids. Um, you know, I was a guy that played during during the time where you know some of my teammates or some of the players that I played against were caught doing steroids, and you know they 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 had punishments. They were allowed back into the league, and you, I, I think you need to be open and honest with those issues and talk about them um, because. If Major League Baseball was to ban AJ Cora, I'm sorry, AJ Hinch and Alex Cora for life, you never have to worry about it, and, and, and they'd never be back in, in a clubhouse. But the fact of the matter is, is they probably will be at some point in time, and they need to have that discussion with the players. Did you think one year was enough of a suspension? Like I, I would have gone like three years if it was me, Mark. That's just and and then okay, fine, you've paid your time. I mean, one year just seems real quick. Yeah, listen, I, it's it's tough because I wasn't privy to all of the inside information. I mean, all, all of the details that Major League Baseball had. You know, some people say it's too much. Some people say it's not enough. Um, some people say the Astros should get stripped of their World Series. It, those are those are very difficult discussions to have. But um, I think at the very least, uh, people know that they they were punished and um, and they've had to do some time. Last time the Yankees won a World Series, I believe you were on the team, Mark Deshera, 2009. According to Aaron Boone and, and Brian Cashman, the Yankees aren't expecting huge changes, at least going into 2021. What's one thing you'd like to see the Yankees do? I'd like to see the Yankees get more left-handed. Um, you know, you, they go into every one of these postseasons as, uh, as, a, as a favorite, as a team where you look at, man, this team is really good. They can, they can go all the way. This year was no different. But you know, most of their best hitters are right-handed, and, and you see a, a, a game against a really tough righty or, or a team that has really tough righties in the bullpen, and there's only one or two left-handed hitters in the lineup. So I would like to see that lineup balanced out a little bit. Obviously, they need to, to gain a little bit more, uh, more depth in their starting staff. So if you sign you know, one or two pitchers and, uh, and get a little bit more left-handed in that lineup, I think the Yankees are back to right, you know, right where they want to be. Does DJ LeMayhew become a casualty if they're thinking that way? He could. Uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a couple ways DJ LeMay could become a casualty. The other would be if the Yankees are trying to get underneath the, the luxury tax threshold. There's um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are going to want DJ LeMayhew on their team, and if, and if he's getting a huge contract, the Yankees are going to need to spend that money. In other places, you know, we talked about their starting pitching staff. So um, I, I think just as, a, as someone that follows the Yankees, as a Yankee fan and former player, I'd love to see them sign D.J. LeMahieu. But there's going to be plenty of other teams that are vying for his services. There's no doubt. Not a lot of guys like that around baseball. Just put the ball in play consistently and win batting titles. Are you sold on, on Gleyber Torres at, at short? You know, I, I think he's probably a better second baseman. Um you know, the, the, the defensive metrics will tell you that he's, he's not a very good shortstop, and maybe his body will, will hold up a little bit better at second base. He's had a few injuries in his, in his young career. So, um, you know, I, I think him moving over to second base is probably the best long-term answer. All right, got to end here with a little bit of controversy here, Mark. A little tongue-in-cheek, but a little controversy. We got a former Yankee <laughs> fan 
in LeBron James, who was wearing his Yankee hat, rooting for him in the postseason. Then in 2016, he shows up with an Indians hat, and now he's repping the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, don't don't you have to pick a team in life here, Mark Teixeira? Listen, listen. I've, I've had I've had this conversation with plenty of people, and what I would say is that LeBron James is somebody that wants to keep his home fans happy. <laughs> and if you're in if you're in LA, you know, and and you just want a title with the the LA Lakers, um, you know, wearing an LA Dodgers hat keeps you popular in your hometown. Just like you know, wearing that Indians hat uh, in 2016 kept you popular in Cleveland when you were playing with the Cavs. So. I don't really have a problem with it. Um, you know, I think that, uh, that there's plenty of people that are, that are in that situation as well, where you, know, you might have a favorite team growing up, but if you're a professional sports uh, you know, player in a certain city, you might want to rep that team as well to keep your fans happy. Um, it makes sense. It's, it's, it's good strategy. Hey, last one for real. Any, <laughs> any rules from this year that you would like to see going forward, universal DH, seven-inning doubleheaders, uh, whatever you would unpick other than that, anything jump out? I actually like all of them. I really do because, you know, I, I think we need to, uh, to to get rid of pitchers hitting anymore. I mean, it's no one missed seeing pitchers hit this season. So I've been calling for universal DH for a couple of years now. I think that one's good. I don't mind seven-inning doubleheaders. Doubleheaders are really difficult on players and pitching staffs um, just because of, of playing 18 innings in one game. It's, it's, it, it breeds injuries, and, and you, have to, you have to use too many pitchers during those games. I don't mind having a, a guy at second base uh, in the extra innings. You know, having a 15- or 18-inning game isn't good for anybody. So I don't mind any of these rules. I, I think baseball is, has to adapt. I think they're doing a good job of uh, making some changes. Mark Desher, great to talk to you. And uh, once again, partnering with Depend on its Stand Strong for Men's Health campaign designed to destigmatize male incontinence. Uh, you can purchase uh, Depend Guards or Shields in the month of November. Men's Health Awareness Month uh, depends donating up to $200,000 to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Uh, Mark, great to talk to you. Love what you're doing off the field. Continued success with the broadcasting and everything else. And uh, let's talk again. Thank you very much. That's it for another episode of the Inks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review with a mailbag question. If you drop the five stars and the mailbag question, we will answer whatever you have to ask us. We are open books, and now that Zach Britton is back, we're a lot more excited about the direction of the team. So what can we say? We're, we're all in. Um, until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib, and you can find me at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy's underscore takes. Please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got all the Yankees offseason content coming for you. The hot stove is about to get piping hot, baby. Let's go, Yanks. Piping hot pizza Friday. Perfect for the season. See ya. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.